Hi, friends. Um, so we are coming off of Pride Month, which doesn't honestly mean a whole, whole lot to me. It's nice because like all the little queer babies get out and they get to be like their gayest, happiest selves. Really fantastic people get to be like in the spotlight. Big Frida was here. That was a whole thing. Um, and it's a it's a good month. It has a good general tone, right? Like the intentions are good. Capitalism definitely runs rampant. And it, it gets you a little bit a little bit thinking about depending on how old you are, right? Thinking about you and yourself as a little queer baby and what that was like and what pride means for you. And I did I, I feel like I've gone to like two pride parades, I think, maybe three. I'm not really into it. Like it's a lot. It's hot outside. It'd be a lot of sweaty white people. I'm not into it. But it has gotten me thinking about like my own queer identity and what that journey looks like. And I want to get into that conversation with y'all today. Welcome back to the Samujo. So we're coming off of Pride and all of the parades and everybody living like their best and loudest gay lives. Uh, companies putting rainbows on things to get people to buy things and pretend like they love queer people and their allies. And it's got me thinking about queer identity and like being front and center and being proud of yourself and like coming into that identity and the things that are formative in that. And also in terms of music, we've got like Janelle Monet who just released Dirty Computer not long ago. Kehlani is like super present right now. Everybody, a lot of people, I won't say everybody, but people are like being loud and queer. Apple Music got a whole like hearing queer playlist now. Things are happening. And that has me thinking about queer identity and representation in the media and what that looks like for like formative identity and coming into yourself and figuring things out with not icons necessarily, but examples and models and things like that, and have brought a really good friend here to talk to me about that, or to talk with me about that. Malcolm, say hi. Hey, how's it going? Going so good. I'm so happy to have you here. So let's talk about queerness, friend. Hmm. And when I say let's talk about queerness, that, listen, we could be here for for years, Mm -hmm. centuries, in fact. But I mean specifically, like, queerness and figuring out what it meant to you Mm. and coming into like an actual queer identity and choosing that as an identifier and how that resonates and speaks to you and your experience and the way that you show up and move in the world. So I think there's actually no word that works for me, but queer is the closest to it. I guess Malcolm works. There you go. Uh, (laughs) That feels accurate. You know, somebody's like, which sexuality am I specifically talking about? You could be like, Malcolm's. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, moving now, along. Right. <laughs> now that we've made that clear. I started to use queer in college, maybe right before college, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I was doing a lot of, like, self-education in high school. Mm. Definitely was still, like, thinking about gay mostly at that point. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of. It was a different. It was a different experience. I want queer for me also like as part of a race journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of like a journey of coming into my blackness as mm-hmm. well as like a deeper understanding mm-hmm. of my own gender and sexuality. So those journeys are interrelated. So when I say gay, I associate it very much with like a a more pastel version of my life. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Uh, that's the gentle way that I'll put that. <laughs> it sounds very gentle. It's I was around pastels. a hell of a lot of white people, and there Yo, was only listen, white gay people on television, literally... and that's really what it was. It Malcolm. was just like listen 
again, just like the, the, the queer part of me that was like, they grew up where I grew up and was a part of where I grew up, just had to go in the cocoon until I was around black people again, really black queer people. The part of me that was that, that had to cocoon myself for where I grew up started peeking out, right? (laughs) Right around college. And then probably like early twenties, I'll say queer was a thing. Cause I was really, I never could attach myself to lesbian. It just didn't feel right in my mouth. I was Mm. like, that doesn't feel, I mean, this is the one y'all are giving me. So I guess, I guess I'm going to go with it, but not really. And when I say gay, I don't mean it the way that you're taking it in. So that doesn't really work either. Does it? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. And then it had to be Tumblr. It had to be Tumblr that was like helpful in the formative understanding of queerness for me because it was the first time I had ever been to any sort of a space, digital, public, whatever the fuck, in books, like any of that, where there were so many different types of gay. And I was like, oh, they got options? (laughs) I, I love mm-hmm. options, mm-hmm. which, okay, let's sort through some stuff. Okay. It's like when you start grocery Flipping shopping through a book. for yourself, finally. Li- listen, mm-hmm. was literally like, okay, so this one, yes. Mm, not so much that one. Okay, so I'm not in that column. Let's move. Okay, this one. Got it. Got it. Came down like one of those little flow charts they mm-hmm. have you do mm-hmm. to have you take the steps. And it was like, queer. And I was like, all right. And I was into it because it seemed a lot more conceptual than anything. And that's always been a thing for me in the ways that I identify hmm. around anything, whether it's like pronouns, whether it's my expression, whether it's the way that I identify in typically binary like things, right? Like mom and dad, like neither of, neither of those really feel like a thing for me. Dad more than mom, but mm-hmm. neither of them for real. Right. And so figuring out and understanding and learning that it could be your own thing. Like queerness was literally like build a Lex. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was that. And I was like, okay, cool. So Mm -hmm. I identify with this. I identify with that. These things don't matter to me. I Mm -hmm. don't care about this. We good. Right. How do you feel about these things? Great. Are you black? Wonderful. We're doing great. Right. (laughs) And it was, it was queerness and learning about it and embracing it was very empowering for me in regards to my own journey and also into and deeper into my blackness and into me like standing just in myself, if that makes sense, as opposed to trying to adopt to trying to adopt and adapt to these ideas and ideals that had been set in place for me or that I had seen in the media and like picked up as understandings or as inspiration or as influences. But still wasn't necessarily me and so understanding it to be this like overarching like umbrella of things I was like this seems perfect I'm very into this like it a lot what's it mean a lot of stuff it could be it's a spectrum really Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah yeah I like spectrums I'm into this at first it was very confusing because I was like, okay, because I was, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to live it and learn it academically at the same time, Child. which is like, <laughs> what? The, nobody should have let me do that. No, no one should have let me do that. Because I would literally go on 
rant about my boyfriend's sexual practices during class. Oh, during... friend. <laughs> oh, friend. It was, I was, very messy. It was a very messy time. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it was definitely trial by fire. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely queer was about, like, learning so much more about gender than I knew was possible. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, shit. And then it wasn't another, like, it wasn't until another five to seven years later where I was like, oh, for me too. Let, listen. I was like, oh, I was that's like, oh, wonderful. I'm down. That's so Be great for you. Self. Listen, <laughs> I'm an ally. That's beautiful. <laughs> I support you. Right. Yada, yada, yada. And then literal same shit. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I too am a queer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know? This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. Because I was like, ooh, am I pansexual? Because gender is mm, binary. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm definitely not pansexual. Because all the pansexuals I met were just not the sexuality that I was. So I was like, I don't, you know. That's the same, right? Um, what I really mean. Let me be more specific. I hate Please. That. I'd be trying to be subtle all the time. All the pansexuals that I met were cis people making out with different cis people of different genders. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like. Okay, you know, that's for you. That's great. Not necessarily for me because I'm attracted to this girly boy over here mm-hmm. and that's like real my type, you know? So I was like, oh, I don't, you know. And that was like just straight up not their thing. They were, I, I feel like they turned into the folks who solicit threesomes on Tinder maybe. Oh. That was, that was, okay. yeah. Okay. Is, is that is that a type that you recognize? I, no, it's absolutely a type. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So the, for that sure. was them, and so okay. I was like, "That's not Got really it. me." No <laughs> shade to the folks. term pansexual. That those were all the pansexuals that I met in college. So Solid. I didn't identify with the term. I'm, <laughs> I've met many pansexuals since then yeah. who are not that. When I saw the people who queer applied to, I felt at home. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and mm-hmm. it was that same thing. It wasn't that I was the same as them. It was just that I knew intuitively somehow that the journey with them of queer would be more fun. It was like we were all collectively and separately on the same different journey. Mm-hmm. Like we showed up and the blackness plays so like the, such a large part of it too. Because mm-hmm. it was legit. Like I feel like when I stepped into queerness, I walked into a room and just saw a bunch of like beautiful ass black and brown queer people of all different types, right? right. Like literal all different types, all different gender identities and expressions, like everything. And I was like, yeah, if I was going to be at a party, this is kind of how I chose it. Mm-hmm. If I was going to be at a party, right? Like they, they break shit down. Like they do the mean girls thing. This is the JV table. This is the jocks. These are the mm-hmm. unfriendly, unfriendly black, black hotties. Black hotties. That's who quit. That's who my queer people are. <laughs> the unfriendly black hotties. Yeah, me too now. And I was like, Yeah. These are the people that I would want to be with. Probably this is my community. Into it. That's so beautiful. I do feel like um, coming into my queerness was this really beautiful thing, though. Like, it felt really nice and bright and really, like, corny sweet, like kind of, like I am. Mm. Um, and just, like, I'm walking on sunshine sort of shit. It was also, like, rough as fuck. Let's oh, be clear yeah. about that. <laughs> it was, there were some dark-ass times. Absolutely. But... Mostly it was cute. So yeah, tell me about coming into your queer identity. What was your journey like? Who were some of your like pop out people? Who was the person that was like your first queer elder? Yeah, where do I even start with that? So uh, I'll start by talking about my roots, like my queer roots, Yes. you know? Um, so the, the people and the things that made me 
queer. I'm pretty sure they made me queer. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, Xena, Warrior Princess. Oh. Definitely. A queer icon for sure. Definitely a queer icon. I She was my first crush. This is more of a hindsight thing, but I okay. definitely. Okay. One of the likes, sis. You should have known. <laughs> right, exactly. And I was like, I love Xena Warrior Princess. And I was running around trying to like do that. Like really, <laughs> really getting into it character wise. Um, and have recently acquired a leather skirt. So really, really becoming the person. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. As soon as I get a chakra, it's over for you these here, bitches. Liddy. You know? Liddy. Um, who else? I would say... Probably a lot of my mom's like friends. She mm-hmm. worked in theater and nonprofits, oh, and so sense. she worked with a lot of queer people. DC in the nineties was just is just mm. full of queer gay people. I grew up, on, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just grew up around a lot of of gay people and a lot of black gay people. I think I found out that I was queer when I was eleven, and I was like watching wrestling. Mm. That's not when I found that I was queer. That's when oh. I found that I was attracted to dudes. That's there fair. We go. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's when I found that I was attracted to dudes. And I was like super into it, loved WWF SmackDown, watched it every Thursday with my mother. Um, and then it just took on another significance for me. <laughs> and then we just... I still love this for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a thing. It's been, it's really been all over. I mean, since then, it's been like, good. I'm just so happy that there are so many more things it feels like to inspire me now than yes. back then, you know? Like, like it you felt got like options now. So many you options. Got options. Like, back then, it was like Bet Porter mm. on the L word. Mm-hmm. Like, which is barely Noah's Ark, which I loved. When I listen, Noah's Ark, I bought the seasons and also the movies and occasionally have to just like cycle back Mm -hmm. love on my like queer baby self and also on my current self right now in my softest moment Mm -hmm. so i get it i get it okay so you we had very different surroundings Mm -hmm. in our existence and development of our queerness and just selves tell me more you had a lot of like black very artistic queer people around you mm-hmm. i did not so that's really the entirety of it that's real. Yeah. <laughs> um i remember figuring out and i don't know how old i was but i remember figuring out that a co-worker of my stepfather who putting into context worked at a ford factory <laughs> was a lesbian and i was like <gasps> kind of we look the same i'm pretty sure I like, yeah, I like her outfit a lot. And I never really questioned, like, I didn't ever see her with a boyfriend. I did not see her with a husband. And didn't, at that point, did not even fathom, like, having a wife. Oh, so that Or means, anything similar to that. That means that you saw her a lot, like, socially then, right? I saw her a fair amount. Yeah. A fair amount. And when I say fair, I mean enough that, as an adult, I remember who she was. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't just a person who was 20 feet away from your father anytime. Yeah, no. And he introduced me to her at one point because they were, like, friends and and talked and things at work. But I – the formative stuff happened very slowly for me because my my upbringing was intended to be very sheltered. My mother was, like, see no evil, hear no evil, like, say no evil type. And – Sweet, sweet woman. It just did not work out. 
Hmm. It just did not work out. What actually happened is I went in the opposite direction and found out way too much, way too early. Not about queerness, though, which makes me pretty sad. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my understandings of my queer identity and my expression happened as a young person through the media, like television shows and that sort of a thing, music, uh, <laughs> a very solid shout out to Amanda Perez. Uh, what's the what's the song? Angel. Oh. Latina oh. lesbian always had the like dangly earrings with the bandana and the hat. She wore the jerseys. No, Malcolm. I think I'm straight up uneducated about Amanda. Perez. I'm personally offended. I'm very sorry. I appreciate your apology, but I am offended. We're going to watch that in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. But no, she was like out here crooning to someone and I never paid attention to the fact that she wasn't like singing to a boyfriend or like mm. using like male pronouns or like anything that would indicate that this was about some guy that she was into. I was just like, we dress really similarly. She like carries herself the same way that I do, at least until I hit like 13. Mm-hmm. Because up until 13, I was like, all of, you know, in Aladdin, when the genie is like doing all of those signs that are pointing to an obvious thing, all of those things were like, hey, sis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got ourselves Gosh, a class A lights, dyke lights, right here. Listen, lights, like lights. all the way, <laughs> you queer as the fuck, yes. And it's wild, right? Because like all of the things that should have told me I was queer were happening. I kissed girls long before I kissed boys. I actually cared about the girls that I had crushes on. I was terrible to all of my boyfriends. Oh my God. I was awful to them. So bad. I don't feel bad, but I was awful to them. I do. <laughs> but <laughs> I hit that point and socially, more specifically with my like mother and my family, it was no longer okay for me to like dress and present in the like tomboy way that I had always done. Right, like being very like quote unquote boyish in my movements and just, you know, like your regular old softball player. And so I tried to make this shift and I kept trying to make it. I was like, I'm really into fashion. Probably I like purses. I don't. Mm -hmm. And tried to like somewhat go along this line of this thing that it seemed like I should do. And it was like shoved in so hard, like, yo this is the correct thing. And I was trying, Lord, listen. And the whole time I was just like, this is just not, I keep trying this thing and I'm obviously not doing it right. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what to do here. And then college happened and I had a very, a very, not textbook, but pretty textbook story of, Got to college, an older person, an older person and me happened. It was a whole thing. And that was the catapulting mm -hmm, mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. my queer existence and queer identity. Was there a reason that you didn't use the phrase turned you out? I'm just wondering. Oh my God. Like... I'm offended first. <laughs> first. Okay. I'm offended. I was not turned out. Because that's what. I was not turned out. That was out. the phrasing that Let's everybody was using. Let's be very fucking when clear. I was coming Everyone out. was definitely using that term. And yeah. I was so offended about oh, it. I was really upset. I have definitely missed something then. What's, I was what's, really upset. What offends you about no, that? No. Only because I wasn't, for me and in circles that I moved in, turned out was like, you came in as like this little like doe-eyed little sweet baby and somebody like got their claws on you. Oh, got it. And got like it. 
showed you the devil. Did not show not you the, the de- not the devil, but you know, showed you the 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 ways of the dark ones. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened. Okay, that's yeah. not what happened. Mostly, I had been holding my breath for so long mm. with this thing in my head. Like, once I get to college, I don't have to do none of this shit. Mm-hmm. And didn't have a, a formative thought or a plan um, in regards to that around my queerness because I hadn't really come into it. Like, I had seen, like, South of Nowhere and, like, <laughs> all of South these. Of Listen, South of Nowhere, I could not get enough. I was like, oh, my God. Canada's lit. Canada is lit. My thing was South Degrassi, of Nowhere the was, generation. Listen, Degrassi, that's why I said that, because it was yeah. on that same network mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Degrassi they came They knew their on. audience. Listen, they did. Mm-hmm. And that audience was my little queer baby self, just, just loving all of it. I was like, oh, he's gay. They always have gay people. Oh, they're in love. Anyway, let's let's take a break. We're going to chill out a little bit, listen to some music, and then get into some further talks. All the back and forth getting complicated. Running me around got me frustrated. No, that's why I've been laying low. If you want to make it work, baby, gotta say it. Need a little more than participation. Oh, I could go beyond my own. So I would kiss you, I lay with you, you broke, no, I can't fix you, I won't, no, I won't diss you, but babe, yeah, I miss you, if you're cold and needed shelter, I'd hold you, but I'm switching, no, we're not together, but babe, I won't forget you, what I need, what I need, what So, during the break, Malcolm and I did a little bit of queer indulgence, I guess, and watched the what i need video with kailani and was it's Haley kyoko Haley kyoko and it's cute as hell it's a little bit weird at the end it's things i don't know what happens at like a minute out before it ends but it's so cute and makes me think about all of the artists that are like really in the forefront of music right now and being loud and intentional about speaking about their queerness namely Kehlani and I don't know anything about Hailey Kiyoko but namely Kehlani and Janelle Monet, who like has really been on her shit this year mm-hmm. and for me it gives me like all of the softest feelings because Kehlani is so like dreamy and cute and sweet and she's always singing these like well not always but she sings these like super cutie ass romantic songs where you want to like hold hands with somebody and like be on picnics and all the little cute shit. And my young queer baby self would have died. Do you hear me? No, absolutely. I would no, have I'm, died. I'm sitting here Malcolm. making faces, but I agree. Listen, yeah. like, <laughs> it's so cute. And then I think about, like, my little sister is 15. She's 15. And when I came out to her, it was hilarious because I told her and she was like, I know. And mm. I was like, oh, fuck do you know? You don't know nothing. You a kid. <laughs> she was I don't remember how old she was I don't remember how old she was it was, it was a, little, a while ago but she said that and then the conversation that we had afterwards afterwards was really it was amazing and felt really good to me to think about with all of the mess that our generation has and is but the ways that they exist and show up in the world because she's talking to me about how she knew that I was queer mm-hmm. 
and she's telling me about these things and she's talking about cute ass stuff like Kehlani and her girlfriend that she was with at the time and talking to me about um, Hennessy Carolina, fucking um, Cardi B's sister and all of these things. And she has this, this actual like mixture. What's the word? Queer media is like actually part of the stuff that she consumes consistently. Like it's a thing. It's like just a part of a normal it diet a of thing. popular culture now. People in her school have girlfriends and yeah. boyfriends and they friends just... and like part, like all of the stuff. And I'm like, oh, I love this so much. This is so great. And it got me to thinking further about Janelle Monet as well, right? Because we've, you know, as, as queer people gone back and forth about that since she came out, right? Since she came out like onto the music scene. Oh, nobody I knew was going back and forth about it. When she said, oh, I only date androids, we were like, only straight <laughs> people are confused right now Listen, about what she's saying. But we went, <laughs> when I say we went back and forth, I mean, as black people for sure, but as black queer people, I feel like there was always some like devil's advocate Libra probably somewhere <laughs> being like, well, how do we really know? My moon sign is Libra. Then you understand what I mean. Okay. I can accept that. <laughs> And we were really just waiting, right? Mm -hmm. We were like, at some point, maybe she will come into the world and be like, hey, y'all. BT dubs. (laughs) Just so we're clear. The androids also have genitals. Yeah. And (laughs) there's a lot of different kinds of them. So Mm -hmm. we're here now. But for her to do it in the way that she's done it this year, like she had that whole spread in Rolling Stone, the pink video, bitch. So here's my favorite thing about pink. Please. She is naming, what is it, the inside of your eyelid, lips around your fingers, all sorts of things. Every single thing that she names is still like only like maybe two degrees of separation removed and probably is itself like some sort of like imagery that's been used for vulvas and pussies. Yeah. And it's just like my favorite thing in the world. Single point. Every single point. Every single point. You just point. can't get away from it. At every single point. I listened to that song. I created an entire playlist based on that song. As you should have. I was like, and I want you to share it with me. Still consistently inspired. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. But the the one that really got me into the mood for this week was "Make Me Feel," Mm -hmm. because that video, bitch. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you Can't be explained but I can try for you Yeah baby don't make me spell it out for you It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender An emotional sexual bender Mess me up yeah but no one does it better There's nothing better That's just the way you make me feel it gave me all of the Prince feels, all of the like cutie, poppy, 70, 70s gay feels that I feel like we all have, mm-hmm. just differing levels of inside of us. And like solid Janelle Monet, it's like it was still very much her, but it was so beautiful. Like was gagging. <laughs> How dare you, Janelle? And thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's so beautiful. Oh my God. It's so sexy. 
it goes that. right along with fucking blow. Like if you put yes, that on exactly. and then put blow or put blow on and then put make me feel on, it's a whole fucking move. Absolutely. Those two Absolutely. songs are a playlist. 100%. 100%. Same lighting too. They were calling it bisexual lighting or something. Um, because it okay. was, it would look like the bi flag. Basically, oh, okay, I was like, I didn't when know you, that. Like, look at the video. Sexual orientations, but you know, no, you learn new stuff. Apparently, like when you're like most of the lighting in the video is pink and blue. That's true. So there's all these like mm-hmm. zones of purple, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you know one of the ways that I would define you know queer. What? That is zones of purple. Yeah. And so it's like she was just getting it the whole time, and it was I can't imagine anybody who was like, you know, I still feel like she's being a little subtle here. She's after literally that video. standing in front of a wall, right. being pulled between a presumably male person, right. and a presumably <laughs> female person. What questions do you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe that and also if maybe they're did, just really good friends. She very shortly you know? after released Pink, where she had exactly. Tessa Thompson's head as a as a clitoris. Yes. So yes. yes. Yeah, make me feel is a whole was already a whole mood when it came out. Like it came out, and I was like, I want to talk about this to somebody. Mm-hmm. I need to talk about this to somebody who is going to have all of the feelings and understand all of the feelings that I have. Like the only thing when Pink dropped. I turned it on in my kitchen and just put it on the speaker and made both of my roommates come out so we could watch it. That actually feels appropriate. Right? Like I was like, oh, cool. So we're going to watch Pink now. And they were like, there's a vi- What? Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's- mm -hmm. We're going to see this. Yeah. It's like when Lemonade came out. You gathered your people to see it, right? If if momentous occasions, people watch the Tonys together, you got to watch Janelle Monae's Pink video. Bitch, listen. And and just was silent. Okay? Was silent. The whole thing, the entire mood, like her stepping out from behind this veil of like the android existence that she had. I also resonated with a lot from an identity standpoint because like for a long time I didn't define things because I didn't know how to. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, eh. And would give really like swaying, not clear answers about stuff, which is okay, which is is okay. But also... It was it was coming a lot from a place of not wanting to like define this thing and deal with the conversations that would come from that definition. Yeah. And her standing so proudly in that after having stood so proudly for so long, and I'm gonna call it a persona, I guess, in the persona that she stood in is so brave and so beautiful and so inspiring. And I feel like little queer babies and all of the people who are figuring out their queerness, sorting through things, even if you figure out that maybe you're not queer, Mm -hmm. which is a thing apparently. Um, Even if you figured that out, you've got Janelle Monae doing her shit. You got fucking Lena Waithe showing up. Yes. In a whole pride flag cake, whole just rainbow An entire... Made sure to include the black and brown stripes. Had all... Just was really clear about that. In case you didn't remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm also here for actual songs about queerness. Like Listen, the song's actually not only about this is clearly like people, but also about like how much she loves being hope like pansexual or whatever, Listen, right? Like this is my girlfriend. Like, not or whatever, very pansexual. Much yeah. It's like she really Oh, just the lyrics that are all about like yep. it makes me feel powerful, it makes me feel tender, it makes me feel you know, it's like there's all sorts of stuff. Yes. That just like really brings home just like the way the joy that you're talking about like mm-hmm. the little corny 
kind of sweet, really wonderful that feeling. That bubblegum pop yes, ring exactly. of romantic comedy when you're When you're like bounding around parties with your queer ass friends for the yes. and like there's that moment, you know, where you're just like, holy shit, how did I even end up here now? So and many, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful and we're here for it. And we hope that however you best celebrate Pride that you did that, whether it was like with the homies, y'all got a little bit lit, you went to Pride, you was just chilling, you came out to your family, like whatever you did, we're all showing up for you and we appreciate you and we appreciate you guys for listening again. Thank you for coming, friend, and talking Thank with me. Thank you so me. much for having me. This podcast has been edited and produced by Jessica Jupiter in partnership with Lifting Voices Productions. Please make sure that when you guys listen, you subscribe and rate and review and hit us up, tag us, say all of the things. We want to know how y'all are feeling, what y'all are thinking. Share stories with us. We like to interact. We're going to see y'all next time.